Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang quarantine podcast you can get your little ears into. It did exist before the quarantine and it will exist after and we will get through this together. And those two... Uh, your two Sherpas, your guides, your buddies through this episode and all are the two co-hosts with the most host, right. Sam Basher and DJ Wildridge. DJ is yes. not my voice. No. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I got to say uh, that might be your best intro ever if for the only uh, reason that you use the term Sherpa in it. And I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, you. You know what? Sure, the idea of a Sherpa for me to meet a Sherpa and go on a trip, a trek through yeah. uh, the Himalayas <laughs> and all the way up to Mount Everest. sounded fun until there were reports that there was so much human poop on the mountain <laughs> that it was causing ecological disaster, as, as well as trash and dead bodies. But uh, the poop... The poop, the poop is a problem. The, listen, economic di- or, or environmental disaster you can handle. Poop, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. Mm, No thanks. But Sam... Not, on, for, not for me. Not for old Sam. Uh, Sam, on this show we like to talk about movies... Yes. TV shows. Yes. And comic books. Yes, it's nice when our we're synced up on the Zoom because I can. I think last time we tried that and it was like movies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The delay. We had some issues with the delay last week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we're not going to have any issues this week. Or fingers crossed, we just jinxed it. <laughs> yes. We uh, like to talk about all the most important things in life, or actually, the only things that matter right now during quarantine, because all other forms of entertainment is updating us on the virus yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna talk to you about stuff hey by the way about other stuff the rick and morty episode this past week having a mention of the virus i was like oh no you can't be in here get out of here virus <laughs> get no here. get out of here <laughs> i get I, it was funny that you put it in there but i i'm I, I'm, I'm scared not to jump ahead because you know we like to start each each week off what we're into but i will say watching uh the I think there'll be another Rick and Morty episode by the time this our episode drops. But the first episode back, uh, mm-hmm. that was the first time that the tag after the credits was actually crucial to kind of understand what had happened in the episode. Was that the Jesus and the story page master talking to each other? It was the, the after the credits was the ad for the train. Oh, the train! Yeah, That's and so it, it helped. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so the train actually is a product. And so you basically you're you're co- uh, co- what am I trying to say? You're correlating what we did in the episode with somebody playing with their toys, where things the 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 rules just kind of keep changing. But the but the more I thought about the episode, the cleverer it became because when they're fighting, man, people that haven't watched Rick and Morty are going to have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, a very confusing episode. Yeah, basically they're on a train where the 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 conflict they're dealing with is actual storytelling elements. So when somebody gets put out of the train, they get sucked into another reality that's out of continuity. And that is uh, plays out in grotesque fashion with a uh, ticket-taking uh, ticket guy. Yeah. Which, tickets, please. Yes, which is which. Not only is he ripped, but also that's that's one of the bleakest show, uh, jokes this show's done. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, it, it's um, 
Also, it, it kind of is like a middle finger to people who like expect things from the show. They're like, yeah. we could get here or we could not. But yes. hey, last piece of uh, thing I'll say about this episode without spoiling it: uh, the Veggie Tales uh, yes. here, and I, that made me very happy. Which was that was hilarious. I also really genuinely funny. Yeah, agreed. I also like the Morty's like I don't know. It feels offensive. How is it offensive? Jesus came and saved the day. If anything, yeah. it's like reverent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So funny. And Chris Maloney and Paul Giamatti. Yes. That was good. Uh, by the way, if you guys, the way I watch it, because I can't really see it anywhere else, maybe with HBO Max that'll change. But, um, Hopefully. I, uh, I I just do the season pass on iTunes, but each of the episodes have a behind-the-scenes uh, piece after they air, and you can watch it. And just I watched behind-the-scenes on this, and it was just Dan, hearing Dan Harmon break down how much he hates the term cum gutters. So he was just like, <laughs> it's, it's vile. That's a vile term. And like even when you talk, when he tries to break it down, it's like, gross. I never learned that, actually, until I worked at SourceFed, and I think Maud mentioned it. And I was like, yuck. Yeah. That's, a, that's a yucky Although, term. I, I got to be honest. It feels like a really apt description just that, to describe that part of the body. Just, it's, just saying... I, I get it, but gross. But gross. I did <laughs> have gross. to explain. My wife's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, how do I? Uh, something I don't have. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll, I, I think actually I had it one point when I was like a super skinny kid and I got a, I got a flu yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just basically didn't have body fat anymore. Yeah, and they appeared. <laughs> and so like rose up appear. out of the bed and there was like a, oh. And then yeah, and then you ate, I ate something. One and they, thing. Exactly, and they went away. So I drank a glass of water. <laughs> uh, on this week's episode, we're continuing last week's episode. We were talking about uh, Marvel versus DC. We kind of talked about uh, those uh, previous stories, but now it's the 21st century, and we want to see what a Marvel versus DC crossover would look like. We're going to create our own matchups um, on our own. But before we dive into any of that, Sam, what are you into this yes. week? Man, we're doing a, our, our one of our first part twos. We finally made it. Yes. Um, but I got I checked out a good amount of things this week. Um, a good amount of things. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds right. Uh, man, I know it feels repetitive to say, like, time doesn't matter anymore. It's just a construct. And this quarantine mm-hmm. is really proving that, that if you don't have your regular schedule, stuff start, becomes hard to keep track of. It feels like we just recorded that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, in my brain, I know days have passed. Yeah. I know it. I've done things. I've been busy. Oh, sweet Christ. But anyways, I checked out new show, a couple things. New show on Hulu, Solar Opposites from Justin Roiland with him and Thomas Middleditch and a bunch of other very talented voice actors coming together playing a alien family that crash lands on Earth after their planet explodes and they're just kind of getting in like sitcom hijinks. Uh, and it's tough not to have the expectations of rick and morty when watching because it it's the same animation house that's doing it and it's justin Rowland's voice and it's aliens and it's sci-fi and it's uh, it's all the stuff and also thomas middleditch just being a big fan like i like hearing his voice as an alien it just that makes sense for casting yeah that he would be an alien and uh again go watch middleditch and schwartz it's a good time it's got uh, like 100 percent on rotten tomatoes good that's uh that's awesome yeah it, it, it super deserves it but um yeah solar opposites is not Rick and Morty, and it's actually pretty good. You know, like, it's not bad. I don't think I have... I've disliked any of the episodes I've watched. I thought they were fun deconstructions of different tropes, but not in the way that Rick and Morty does it, which it feels very, like, this is, like, next-level stuff, and we're, like, we're we're seeing very specific points of view. These are pretty safe points of view overall. 
Um, but they do make fun of Hulu. It's a Hulu show, and they do make fun of Hulu a lot, which is always fun, which is, like, really specific stuff. I think Big Mouth does a lot of that with um, Netflix. They make a f- they really like to rip it, rip it Netflix, which is really funny. Um, anywho, let's check that out. I If you are curious, check it out. Uh, if not, no worries. You don't need to rush. Uh, I also checked out, speaking of other animated adult-centric content, I checked out Midnight Gospel. I know you checked out a, part, a piece of that as well. I, I do enjoy the idea that it's like this freeform animated interpretation of a podcast, of a very good podcast, a very interesting podcast that I would actually like to listen to and I know exists because I kind of read up on how this show came to be. Did you take a look at it? No, um, I like didn't. Kinda, Not really. So... It's from the creator of Adventure Time, mm-hmm. and he, Pens while working work. on that uh, great name, mm-hmm. when he was working on that show, he fell in love with this podcast hosted by the voice actor who does Clancy, the main character of Midnight Gospel, and um, he just he would constantly like it, talk about how much he loved that podcast. So they finally met, and the comedian I'm blanking on his name right now, and I feel bad, but uh, he uh, was a fan of Adventure Time, and he was at least familiar with it. And uh, they started working in, on this project and developing it together. So it feels very much like these are either podcast snippets from episodes of the show that he hosted, or these are new conversations of either favorite guests or guests they had been wanting to get for a long time. And then these are artistic, very freeform, kind of psychedelic interpretations where our main character travels the multiverse to record episodes of his space cast aka podcast and uh, a lot of the imagery is similar in the sense of rick and morty where it's very like out there and some of it's like kind of like sexual nature but not for the same reason rick and morty is yeah duncan Um, trussell by the way duncan trussell great name plays clancy yeah both of those men have very good names Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah, so I, I and I really enjoy the conversations happening and the animation stylings because it's just it's got a very clear sense of what it want what it wants to be, uh, and there isn't another thing like it which I really appreciate. I don't think it's like an A plus. I know Jimmy uh, Jimmy AKJ Shark in our Discord uh, loved it, and I'm not knocking that he loved it. Uh, I just haven't finished it yet, but so far it's had a lot of really cool ideas about spirituality, meditation. Uh, magic and a bunch of other just uh, interesting points of view. Uh, he interviews a lot of people that have been to prison in other countries, and it's <laughs> and I don't know how he found all of them, but it's very <laughs> interesting. Uh, but besides that, I don't think there's anything else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll, you know what? I'll plug. Um, I did. Oh, we're supposed to do this up top. When you're listening to this, this will be coming out on a Monday. Yeah. The, that week on Friday, we would like to host a game night that we will be streaming either on YouTube or Twitch. And the only way to keep up on that is by following us uh, at Sam Basher, at DJ Talks Trash, and at Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. You got the vowels from Stupid. Bing, bing, boom. We're going to be doing like a Jackbox or a code names or something like that. And our Patreon peeps will be playing along with us. And we'll have people in the audience, of course, joining us live. But uh, yeah, if you're part of the Patreon, lowest five bucks a month, you can join right now and get in on the fun. Fun on the bun. But uh, I think that's it for me. And if something comes to me, I'll just interrupt the whole episode in the flow and talk about it. But go ahead. I, I, I like that plan. Into? I like that plan. Uh, so for me this week, um, I've been meaning to do this, but I finally um, had some time and I rewatched. All three Back to the Future movies. Uh, really good theme song. Alan yeah. Silvestri, iconic. some of his best work. Yeah, iconic. Um, it's one of those, like, there's a lot of those movies uh, from the 70s or 80s, like genre movies that you're like, oh, yeah, the score's doing, like, half, at least half of the heavy lifting here. Um, <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, so I remember, I was telling Sam before we started recording, I remember the first Back to the Future pretty vividly. I remember watching it a bunch as a kid. I hardly remember the second one at all to the point that I, I could have sworn to you I'd never seen it all the way through. And mm-hmm. then I remember three pretty well, but not terribly fondly. Turns out I've seen all of them. Uh, when we were watching two, I'm like, oh, no, I've seen this. I just purposely forgot most of it. Um, one is, is iconic. It's a classic. Uh, Michael J. Fox is is perfect in the role. He Everything he does, it's so funny. Watching all the movies, we see all of the levels of the McFly genealogy tree. And Marty is clearly the coolest member. No matter at what point in time he goes, he is always the coolest member of the family. And Christopher Lloyd, of course, is is iconic and beloved as Doc Brown. And but he's the, so cool that his mom wants to make out with him. Exactly, famously. even his mom wants to make out with him. But uh, that first movie is so so distinct and so energetic and so focused. It's able to avoid like a lot of the time travel bullshit because it's just li- it's literally a kid going back in time. Seeing his parents as kids, realizing they weren't that different from him, and then he kind of ends up making their life better. But it's more about what would happen if you were able to go to high school with your parents. Like that's that's the premise, right? So two, like every sequel at that time, and, and every not great sequel tries to make everything like bigger and better, and somehow makes everything like way more complicated, and it's just kind of a mess, man. Like I, I it's 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 not very good. Like it makes like every sequel mistake in that like the it's it's just way more because they go to the future and then they're he's marty's going to try and bet on the flat past like games from the past to make money but then biff steals the book so then they got to go back to the first movie and it's spends most of its time like tripping over itself to set up like there's like three or four marty did you know that the wild west is my favorite time in history and like on a tv (laughs) there'd be like clint eastwood and like hey everybody the third one's going to be set in the west um stupid bullshit like that and uh, it's it's just it's just kind of like lazy and dumb and i know what the future stuff they were trying to go with like listen we're not gonna be able to predict future so we're gonna do jokes but like the jokes aren't good. And poor Elizabeth Shue, the lady that played uh, the girlfriend, Jennifer, in the first movie was not able to come back for the sequel. So they got Elizabeth Shue. And they don't know what to do with her. So they literally like just throw her in the trash. Like they land in the future and they're like, ah, just set her on this trash right over here and we'll come and save her later. later. That'll be fine. And it's and then they make a big deal of like, you, you can't interact with anything from the future. Everything will be destroyed. And it's one of those like, well, why is it okay if Marty does it? It's like, ah, he has a, a dick, so fuck it, we don't give a shit. Um, and then they go back to the present, which of course is ruined. And what do they do? They like throw on her bench. You're like, ah, fuck it, we'll figure that out later. And it's just a bunch of shit like that. Like they just don't know what to do. It reminded me a lot. Uh, go, later in this week, we're going to uh, be dropping an episode where we discuss um, Iron Man two. And it's a lot of that same feeling of like we're we're trying to unravel stuff we set up in the first one set up things for the third one and so we kind of don't know what to do with this one like it's just literally everything every other idea we had is just happening in this movie so then you get to three and three i think is actually better because it's it's actually once again pretty focused of like docs in love we're in the wild west we're doing the fun west things we're wrapping up the fact that i guess marty can't ever be called chicken which is something we introduce in the sequel but is not in the first one that like if anybody ever calls him chicken, he's going to have to do something about it. Uh, He'll have a meltdown. He have a complete and utter meltdown. Um, be, and which uh, 
in the future or present or whatever uh causes him to have a car accident and one of those like there's there's at least three different scenes in back to the future too where like and this happened and it changed the entire trajectory of this person's life this is here to set up a thing that we're going to try and do in another movie but uh you know the the mechanics of trying to how do we get the car up to 88 in the wild west time all of that stuff is really fun and then the moment where marty learns that like hey man it's okay if you know you don't need to step to everybody that calls you chicken actually works pretty well uh and it, it gets back to the less convoluted more fun stuff although i will say three does have the issue because two has the big issue of biff goes back in time and gives himself the 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 uh book that shows almanac the almanac yeah. about all the sports games which theoretically make, it makes Biff crazy rich, but would theoretically make future Biff not exist. So how does future Biff get the book back? Oh, you ever to- watched behind the scenes on that? No. There's a scene deleted where he comes back to the future to put the DeLorean back so they can get it. Yeah. And he fades away. Oh, fades wild. Away. So the- Yeah, but they were like, they thought... It, to be fair, as a kid, if that did happen, I'd be like, "Wait, did he die?" And I, I think as a, I think they're they are trying to at least make it linear enough that children can follow it. That makes. Um, and you also have to remember, like watching this as an adult now, there's been like how many time travel movies since then because that, like, of this movie. Yeah, and so you have the. Uh, like th- there's one point in three where Marty struggles reading the word schematic. And I'm like, did people not know the word schematic in 85? <laughs> Maybe it's because of this movie. All of us kids learned the word schematic, but in three, he's stuck back in the fifties and he's trying to figure out how to get back to doc in the wild west. And they start discovering that like doc died and because doc says, sends him a letter from the past, which is one of those cool time travel things. He sends, he sends a letter that's like sitting there for seven years that arrives 70 years, excuse me, that arrives in the 50s and says, don't come back for me. But then he finds out they see a gravestone for Doc and him and Doc go to research it and they find out how Doc dies in the past. But that version of Doc is Doc from the future. So then Mm -hmm. he goes back in the past and he has to re-explain it to Doc who should know because he in the past talked to Marty about it. He should so remember you're, that. Yeah, you're over. You're over. The, if the movie didn't do this much work thinking, you can't die. <laughs> you can't do that. So I guess my point is, first one I really liked. Second, third one I enjoyed. Second one I don't, I don't ever think I need to, to watch again because it's, it it's pretty rough, I think. By the, well, you know, I, I'm still going to stand by the second one even if it has flaws because they go to the future and they have Jaws 30 or 15 or whatever. Or what are, Jaws 19 is. or whatever it was. Uh, by the way... Very important. And if you miss this, I'm going to be so ashamed. Did you catch in the third one where Doc's kid spikes the lens? Dude, you can't. I I, I wonder, like, did people, people didn't see that. Do we just know that now because we know it and so you can't I not see it? I never saw it when I was a kid. I think I just saw it because someone pointed it out. And now when you watch it, it's like, wait, what do kids look like? And then you see him motion of someone off camera yeah. and he points to his crotch and yes. you're like some he must have to pee or something or is something. wrong with the costume but it doesn't help that know. his his face is like really creepy there like he's holding his face in a creepy way and also i didn't realize you know because people just play that clip like zoomed in that's during like doc does this big speech about like the future is unwritten and you define it yourself and it's like it's the movie's one big moment to try and actually say 
anything about anything. Yeah. And that happens in the background. You're like, nobody caught this. Nobody imposed. Like, to be fair, you're shooting on film. So you're editing on fi- like it's And it's a big like special effects thing in the 80s where you, you could just throw the thing in the computer. Like, there's so many ways you could have missed it. But, like, now it's so glaringly obvious. And it's such a crucial point of the movie. It's nuts Bye. to think about. By the way, did you ever go on the Back to the Future ride at Universal? Yes, and I'm so even though I actually do enjoy the Simpsons ride, I'm I'm so bummed the Back to the Future ride doesn't exist anymore. I'm always going to give a shout out to Defunct Land. It's just such a solid YouTube channel. It does do- mini docs on rides. They do a whole behind the scenes of how they shot that and how they developed the technology to do that ride, where it was like going to be like a mega theater that like each of the like DeLoreans are just watching one screen. They all go at the same time, but then they did like individual ones. Like it was just cool how they started developing it and how they built like all the miniatures for like all the time travel scenes. Yeah. Really, really cool. And like doc creates a time agency in the future. Cause like, why not? Sure. Go I for mean, it. you're causing so much trouble. You got to do, you got to, when he starts in the second one, he's like, man, I got to destroy the time machine. It's like, yeah, you kind of do, man. You guys are just, just the two of you are messing up a lot of stuff. Also, Last thing, one thing I will say about too, I was telling Sam about this before, is of course the hoverboard in, in that hat, that like reflective hat that Marty gets that you can now get. Love that. But the fact that after they did the first one, they realized the, what a treasure they had in Thomas L. F. Wilson as Biff. Like Biff is such a great villain because he's so petulant and vile and he has just such a punchable face. And there's a little scene where like they go back to the 50s and there's these kids playing with a ball and he ends up having it. And then he taunts the kid and just for no reason throws it up on a roof. It's like you just you just such a trash person. Like you're such a like you love there's a reason you love seeing this guy just dunked in manure all the time because he's so annoying. But there's also the way uh, Thomas F. Wilson plays him. There's just this like lingering aura of sadness. Like, you know, all of that anger just comes from this deep well of unquenchable sadness that will never be fixed biff will always be a trash person but there's just he's just a little sad oh by the way uh mary steenburgen plays uh doc's wife right? yes in three cool. she's great yeah she's so great good. there is a 20 year age difference which makes it which makes it a little weird <laughs> Well, yeah, which is weird as a kid because i was like i guess she's older yeah as a and, kid and you're like oh, they're basically the same age <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what they were playing. They were playing on too. But anyways, enough talking about old movies. Let's talk about old comic books. Yeah, we talked about it last week about the matchup face off of the the twentieth century Marvel versus DC. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna die? Nobody. They all made it out fine, and then <laughs> no one remembered what happened. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that's the good stuff. That's when the continuity good stuff. is not changed at mm-hmm. all. Um, Nobody remembers. Want to give a quick shout out to Danny Boy, Efren, Danny M, Caitlin Conway, and Ulysses joining us live on the YouTube chat for this episode. You can join us live every Saturday, usually around 2 p.m. PST, and over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers, low as five bucks a month. But yes, we asked for pairings that we'd like to see in a future Marvel versus DC crossover. I talked about last week that I'm like, this is kind of like a no-brainer, like... If you want to help Marvel DC, you're so big on helping out local comic book shops and creators currently, especially with everything happening with the virus. Like, hey, if you want to get people's butts into comic book shops, maybe do a crossover. Yeah. Do a old fashioned beat 'em up. Don't have us call in and vote. Yeah. That's fine. We'll let the writers choose. I think I can trust them enough to pick the pick the right call on this one. 
but yeah, we asked uh, for yours. But DJ, uh, how do you want to kick this off? Yeah, well, let's just go in. Uh, you know, I, normally we ask um, you guys ask us questions in the show, but we wanted to ask you guys what some of your matchups were. Um, and so, Sam, I just wanted I'll throw some of these your way, just so we can start thinking about how what 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 we think the ultimate. We're trying to figure out. You know, because when Marvel vs. DC first came out in the 90s, it was a very 90s event. Like, Spider-Man and Superboy fought each other because they were both clones at the time. Uh, it was like Quicksilver versus The Flash. You know what I mean? Um, Classics. Yeah, Storm beat Wonder Woman because that it was a popularity vote. Uh, and I love Storm, but I, I think Wonder Woman would win that one. So, now it's the 20th century. The new characters are popular. There's there's um, been a resurgence of like C-listers and Z-listers. We want to see what it would be like if you did it today. So, um, so kicking off, uh, Danny Boy wanted to shout out Nightwing versus Daredevil. Them, both of them, mm-hmm. both those characters like to leap off roofs and throw sticks at each other. Uh, Finno says uh, Batman versus Punisher, Battle of Ideologies. Um, Brenda suggested Scarlet Witch versus one of the Green Lanterns, probably Jessica Cruz. Um, uh, Danny M sent like a whole pitch where it's like different, like you've got like uh, different Olympic events and and um, different like classes of heroes, like elemental heroes or godlike heroes joining up or whatever. I'm going to read. We don't have time to read that whole thing here, but I'm definitely going to read it uh, after the show. Um. Da, 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 uh, Ulysses Campbell suggested Joker getting the Carnage symbiote would be nuts. Um, and STS uh, 2884 throughout Batman versus Black Panther as they both are stoic, rich strategists. So, Sam, I wanted to make a suggestion. I think you and I should hash out together who we think the ultimate matchups would be. But I wanted to, to throw out um, right off the bat um, four matchups to get us started. Mm-hmm. I think you could make a pretty solid argument that you could get a pretty good fight out of DC's Trinity versus Marvel's Trinity. So I'm thinking Batman versus Iron Man, Wonder Woman versus Captain America, Mm. and uh, Superman versus Thor. I think that's a pretty good setup because we, at least in the MCU, they did set up that Thor is the strongest Avenger, right? That's what they set up? Basically, yeah. I like the idea of the ideologies of each of those characters being challenged by their alternate um, in the sense that you said like Thor versus Superman, Batman versus Iron Man and um, Wonder Woman versus uh, Captain America, America, because what they stand for their own for their people in the sense of Captain America versus Wonder Woman, Iron Man and and Batman being what you're able to do with your money and the tragedy that you're that befalls you like i sure iron man didn't watch his parents get murdered and he was a teenager but his parents were murdered and he went on and he was an alcoholic but also cool had a cool suit yeah exactly think about that batman <laughs> think about that for a second um and also iron man has killed far more people than batman has i think besides that one insane person batman uh hung hanged he lynched them underneath the bat plane and flew them around do you remember that in the classic comics no oh no i'm not i'm not familiar with that one we should read. I was looking up like just messed up times, like Batman and Batman comics. It's like classic, like Robin's a sidekick, and it's like there's a lunatic who escaped from Arkham. He's like, we got this, and they like they loop a they loop a batarang with a rope around his neck, and they hang him, and they, they fly away. Classic. Uh, I, classic I, I'm <laughs> remembering those early stories. He like had a gun, and he was like shooting people and stuff like that. He threw people off buildings, and they broke their neck. Fun stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's kids. That's how we solve problems. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Too bad. We give up. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get rid of the problem rather than dealing with it. Classic. No, it's anyways. Uh, we're throwing away my very concise and good ar- commentary. Uh, I I do like the idea of there like seeing like Marvel Civil War, seeing the ideologies of these characters being challenged. Not so much Thor, but it would be interesting in the sense that like in Donny Cates' most recent Thor run, they talk about how like he participated in an entire war and he doesn't remember it anymore because yeah. he's immortal. The fact that he can forget that or even why he was a part of it. He doesn't remember anymore. And since Wonder Woman's also immortal, like that kind of coming to a head. But um, and also Superman seeing a literal God come down and being a champion for not just Earth, but for all of creation and maybe uh, challenging who he is and what he means to the people around him. Because I think in Jason Aaron's run, they did a really good job of trying to make Thor like what he meant to Earth really important. Yeah, I like I really like that storyline. Um, but anyways, I've been rambling. I, I do think that's a very good matchup of, uh, for characters. But also, classic, Superman and Spider-Man teaming up, one of the first Marvel-DC crossovers. Um, I, I think that's not a bad one to revisit in the sense that what they both mean for their brands mm. and uh, what they mean to their, to their readers. Because Spider-Man is the one that people connect with the most, I think it's fair to say, over at Marvel. Um, and also... Spider-Man's supposed to, or, or Superman's supposed to be the one you connect to, or at least you want to aspire to be. Yeah. Um, like, that was a big part of the Spider-Verse movie, is that anyone can be him, and Superman was supposed to be what we could strive to. And so using that as a platform for, like, yeah, you want to see them fight for a second. If you wanted to be real hammy, you could have them do, like, Power Cosmic Spider-Man, but, like, that's not why we like the character. Um, yeah. I think you you mentioned when we were talking last week, Flash and Spider-Man uh, team are going up against each other just because of the connection to the multiverse or them being the catalyst for this crossover, I think is a very good idea. Yeah, especially with, you know, Flash's stock is on the rise. Uh, it has been for, for, what, six, seven years now because of the show and all that. And um, very connected to the multiverse. And Spider-Man, weirdly, of all the characters, has become very connected with the multiverse. And you could even do something that incorporates all the whole Flash and Spider-Man family. Like the you could have Wally West versus Miles Morales, any, any of that stuff. I also wanted to throw out there, before we get too much deeper, um, there, I think there'd be merit if you brought this back. As 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 frustrating as this is in like other events, if there was a series of one shots instead of like having your event encapsulate all these battles, like what if it was like every month there was like in January there was Batman versus Iron Man, and then in February there was Spider Man versus Flash, and then like there's these one shots that they released or like once a week or whatever. So you really had a whole issue to pair these characters up and like you could change the writers and the art teams and stuff like that to tell stories that really like resonate with who these characters are. I like the idea just throwing out a potential like Spider-Man versus flash them having Spider-Man having the spider sense uh, could maybe anticipate where the flash is going to be. Yes. That as a way to kind of even it out a little bit. I think that's, that's, you know, it's one of those, like it's the same kind of stretch where like captain cold has a cold gun and that helps him against flash. And you're like, Okay, what? you know what I mean. <laughs> he has to pick up the gun and shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but I, I think I think that's as, that makes as much sense as any other comic booky thing. And I think I think you're right. I think that'd be a good way to make it a little bit more even. Um, and again, the characters are uh, there's, there's just a lot of similarities there. Another one that I feel like at this point feels like a slam dunk is Harley Quinn and Deadpool. Hmm. That's one of the mashups from that artist that we were talking about last week. 
he had done that, and I think that's a really good call. Also, if you threw Gwenpool in there, just to be really confusing. Yeah, 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 uh, that'd be f- great. For what they both can do, because what's DC current? Does DC have like a continuity-breaking character? I mean, besides the old ones, but they haven't really used in like 10 plus years. No, there isn't... Like, is there a fourth like wall ambush breaking? bug and yeah, Lobo sometimes, and then Animal Man, but that's that was a more serious version of that type of story. Um, I don't know if there's a funny, I mean, Mr. Mixed Spitalick, I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, but I, I mean, won't judge you, yeah, but he he also has like he that's not a fair fight against Gwenpool. As cool as Gwenpool is, she's not like a fifth dimensional reality altering imp. You know what I mean? Is she? Did Wait. you read the book? Oh, snap. Maybe she I does, did She does like fully escape the bounds of the comic like Animal Man. And that's it becomes great. pretty mind warping so wait does that mean if you like animal man in that story grant morrison wrote yes he could take on mr mixie spitlick spitlick whatever uh, it depends on his, how his understanding of his abilities mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how much he control he has over that interesting that could be a cool mashup as well maybe that might maybe. actually be kind of lame but uh maybe who knows uh yeah no um that it would be cool if there was a more reality warping smaller character than Mixie over at DC that could be used as a mashup for, for Gwenpool. But that doesn't matter quite as much. I also like um, if you started mashing up like different storylines that they've done. I Someone threw out like Black Panther versus Batman, but what I was thinking of is um, Marvel Zombies versus like the deceased world if they kind of Oh, that'd be up. cool. You know, you, they should do that. Like, Even if it's just like for a panel, they cut to like, not only is it our main characters fighting, but their entire multiverses are colliding. So like just a panel of like deceased versus Marvel Zombies. What if it was like Ultimates, the Ultimate Universe versus the Injustice Universe? Something like two awesome. darker takes. That, I love that. That'd be so cool. You get uh, the DCEU, so you just see their costumes for a second versus like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Where you're like, yep. Well, I guess the DC one, I guess, technically wins, but I, I don't want them to win. <laughs> I don't want well, them to win. And in I think this that's fight. a problem you kind of would run. I think I mentioned this last week. It's, it's if you're p- p- putting these characters head to head is kind of complicated because just. In general, the DC characters are more are more powerful, um, which is why I think people tend to um, maybe say they're not as relatable um, than the Marvel characters. Just just as a rule, um, so you'd have to you'd have to come up with stuff like oh, Spider Man Spider Sense helps him with the Flash because the guy can run so fast he travels through time. You know, it's it's tough it's t- it's it's tough to create normal antagonists for this guy, mm-hmm. and it's also something. Sorry, what were you going to say? Go no, go, go ahead. It's go also ahead. something that you run into. Like, uh, I remember when I was telling you I was watching Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. They introduced the Vision as an antagonist like he was in the comics. And he's so powerful. Like, the whole Avenger team struggles to fight this one guy. And then he joins the Avengers and suddenly he's just kind of like, he keeps getting knocked, knocked out and shit. And it's like, but what? But he was so powerful before. <laughs> <laughs> I like just kind of giving it uh, That actually might a be a good. To... Oh, finish your thought. No, no, say what you're gonna say. I wanted to throw it over to the Discord, actually. So, um, uh, I wanted to talk about Night, uh, Danny Boy saying Nightwing versus Daredevil because that's one of my favorite. Um, that that is actually one of my favorite ones on the list so far. Uh, I do want to dive into a couple of the other ones, but I think if you, I liked when the uh, the artist did Miles Morales and Nightwing teaming up just for like a lot of reasons, not just costume 
reasons the idea of yeah. the two kind of protégés of like the biggest heroes each of the franchises have going up uh, uh, teaming up together i think is pretty fun um yeah he also did i'll mention this if you go follow that guy he uh just did an iron man and robin damian wayne mashup which i didn't quite get but the art's still really good so i'll let it slide this time <laughs> you let Parallax it slide and he did parallax and uh, dark phoenix too and that was which, that, was that cool. makes a lot of sense and that that is that is an event level threat that would be something to bring both those universes together yeah, because it's like I forgot that two really popular heroes got possessed by space demons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yellow space demons, and they started killing their friends. Oh, those yellow Classic. space demons! You got to look out for them. Well, what about no this? one ever warns you? No, nobody ever says. Um, what about this? What about speaking of Vision? What about Martian Manhunter versus Vision? Yeah, I think um, they're kind. It's like they're at a standstill. I feel like Vision would win. I feel like just because I can't think of a very good reason why he died. Yeah. <laughs> I think Martian Manhunter just needs to be lit on fire just a little bit. Just a little bit. And he starts having a panic attack. It's like oh. just to burn you a little bit. So a couple things going back to the Discord like you were saying. So um, Finio suggests Constantine versus Doctor Strange. What do you think about that? That's pretty – I mean – I like the idea just because they're street level. Uh, Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate would be fun just for the name, yeah. naming sake. Because um, Doctor Strange Fate, I think, is the best name that they came up with during From the Algum. Um I think it's the most fun they had coming up with a name. Um, but Constantine is interesting because it's just like, I like that grimy magic that he does and yeah. going up against Doctor Strange, the, the dichotomy between the two characters. And I think Constantine could really mess up Doctor Strange for a little bit. Yeah, for just a little bit. It's tough because it's more that one's less of a of a I guess an equal match and more of a just a contrast of of personalities. Maybe instead of fighting, maybe they're one of the ones that are on the periphery trying to solve the problem. You know, I did like. uh, By the way, that's a good idea. I did like uh, Danny M saying they reveal that the Beyonder was being manipulated by Mister Mixie Spitlake for reasons why that this event was happening. And yeah. I did like that reasoning that uh, the fifth dimensional imp like controlling the Beyonder, which is just too he's too powerful. Well, it's interesting. Hold on, I'm trying to remember if I, if I can remember this guy's name. There was a character um, that is supposed to be mixed. Yeah, Impossible Man is supposed to be. They, they've been hints that he. He functions similar to Mixie in DC, and there's hints that they're the same character, that he can transcend the publisher's universes. Oh, cool. Wait, in Marvel? Yeah, in Marvel. There's a character, there's a Fantastic Four villain called the Impossible Man. That's cool. Yeah, so maybe you just, for this event, you just say, yep, they're the same character, and they decided to be for shits and gigs that they put these two against each other, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Um, that's pretty cool. I, Finio has a fun question here because they have, a lot of people have suggested like, is there a DC hero that could get the Venom symbiote? And Finio says, what about a Marvel hero getting the la- getting a Lantern ring? That's pretty cool. Like I, I know wonder- they, it was Iron Man and Green Lantern that were paired up for Amalgam. Yes, mm-hmm. I, that's a fun idea. I get it, but I do I I like the idea of a couple different ones getting them. Kind of like Blackest Night, where just a bunch of DC characters got Lantern rings. Who would you want to see? Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a that's a tough. Like, who has the you know specifically a Green Lantern ring? I immediately go to because if you give it to somebody that has abilities, that it's like when Superman gets a Green Lantern ring. It's like I don't know if I care about that because he's already Superman. You know what I mean? So I, I for me, I immediately go to like the street level heroes, like maybe a Daredevil or a Luke Cage. Daredevil, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Daredevil with the Green Lantern ring. 
I think it'd be cool because it's about who can who who has the most powerful will. Yeah. So the idea of just uh, hear me out. Yeah, I yeah. think Venom because it is a parasitic alien host that has to work together and you need a strong will in order to work together with that thing or basically just kind of consumes you. Yeah. The idea that like them using one of the lantern rings, I think it would be kind of fun since it's such an angry character. It could be like a red lantern ring. So he's vomiting up all the red. Yeah. Magma plus he's got the tongue. He's got plus he's, he's got that tongue. Uh Danny M in the Discord says uh uh a showdown that I think we have to include. Kite Man versus Stilt Man. Hell yeah. Ooh, I think... Ah, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. You'd have to... I'd, I'd have to trust the writer to figure out what would be the best mashup for them. Well, that leads uh, me to another question that was thrown to us in the Discord. Let me see if I can figure out who asked it. Oh, it was um, Danny Boy. Who would you guys pick for the art and writing? I mean, first thought, friend of the show, Sam Humphreys and Joe Quinones after the art and the, the incredible stories with oh, Dialy yeah. Hero. Yeah. Uh, that was first thought. Uh, I think Jonathan Hickman would be, it'd just be fun hearing him write a story if they wanted to do a serious route. Yeah. Hearing him at that level writing these characters all together, I think I'd would be very entertaining. I agree with that. Now, let me, let me put this. What if you had... Uh, two writers, a Marvel quote unquote Marvel writer and a quote unquote DC writer, because you could go the route of like a Brian Bendis who's done both at this point, and you just say, "Hey, you're the guy." But what if you had Jonathan Hickman again going the more serious route, Jonathan Hickman and Grant Morrison? Oh, you like Grant Morrison? Oh, wait, hold on, and then and then you you literally could not conceive of a larger scale cosmic thing than if you pit Grant Morrison and Jonathan Hickman. As writers, like it's going to be the biggest event in the history of the universe. Alan Moore and Grant Morrison working together for the first time ever for Marvel versus DC. <laughs> Alan A Moore big, would love it. I would it's say what he wants. Uh, Joe Quinones on art is, of course, you know I'm going to back that play. Joe Quinones is so good, but I also want to throw out Jim Chung because he's both worked for Marvel and DC. He's he recently Ooh, he's yeah. been doing the covers for Justice League. Uh, he doesn't Real do good. interiors a lot recently, but he, his art is so good. I'm gonna. I'm trying to see who does the art for the Miles Morales comic right now because his art style is just Chef's Kiss. Mm, it's just so chef's good. Keys. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my end. Uh, but he has this like, it's it's really smooth and specific, but it's almost got like a. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like it's kind of like a rounded cube look i know mm. that doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> i know that's confusing but um ooh, wouldn't mind ryan stegman would yeah. not mind ryan stegman his style would be pretty cool well for, maybe i'm a miles stegman yeah and that's why and that's why you you um you that might be cool to do, do the individual one shots because then we could get a bunch of different artists take on it now question for you sam speaking of green lantern rings and stuff like that who let's say we had a green lantern probably hal jordan if we're going for the most iconic whatever whatever who would we pit against that and in the 90s it was silver surfer and i think now if you were to do it now you could go a couple different routes you could either say captain marvel uh carol danvers captain marvel or you could say one of the novas Mm Hmm. i or the I, Guardians of the Galaxy versus the Green Lantern Corps. 
I think the Guardians of the Galaxy versus the uh, Green Lantern Corps, because you would start out, I kind of talked about this last week, you start out with the not as heavy hitters with like uh, Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, that kind of thing, versus the Green Lantern. You're like, oh, yeah, they're going to they're win. Even Gamora, you're like, yeah, the, but still, Green Lantern's got magic rings. Like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard for you to explain winning this, but then when you throw like Nova or Moon Dragon or other characters in there, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, um, they've got a serious advantage. Cosmic Ghost Rider? Let's put Cosmic Ghost Rider in there. I would like that a lot. He was sort of a guardian, sort of. For like a second. Yeah. Yeah, For like the shortest amount of time. Um, Yeah, I would rather see like the guardians and also if it's going to be a Nova, make it the cool one. You know who I'm talking about. Sam Sam Alexander. You had to remember. You couldn't even remember his name. You had to pause. I had to talk it out. No, wait. You know what (laughs) might be a good one? If we're saying saying, uh, Green Lantern Corps versus Guardians of the Galaxy, what about Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle? Versus Sam Alexander Nova. That's a cool one. Younger iterations of heroes, uh, and also they're kind of they're both space related, yep. depending on what they want to do with Blue Beetle. Just make him an alien. Stop making it magic. It makes it so much more confusing. Yeah, don't do that. They it did was... that with Rebirth, and I couldn't I couldn't follow it at all. Not even a little bit. So, is there any um, uh, as we do this? Are there any like villains that we'd like to see? Go head to head. Like I, I think maybe a Lex Luthor, Doctor Doom might be a really good one. That's oh, really quick. I did want to say because oh, yeah. people were like, "Who gets who gets the symbiote? Who gets the Green Lantern ring?" I think it'd be fun to see like who could pick up Thor's hammer. Who could uh, maybe an Iron Man armor specific to one of the like for Batman or something? You know, like kind of having fun like crossing over. Oh yeah, just like, like they did uh, tech. Just like they cool. uh, there was that deleted scene where Doctor Strange got the Iron Man armor. Yeah, I mean, like it's like that's a fun thing, and uh, ooh. also, uh, ooh, I want that real bad. Who um, would who would yeah, get I, that Iron Man armor? Who who would I like to see? What DC character would I like to see in their own Iron Man armor? I'm gonna say Snapper Car. No, I'm kidding. Um, there you go. Who would it be, man? It maybe maybe I something- think Batman would be cool. Yeah, so and probably a character without power. You know what? I, who I'm gonna say? Uh, Green Arrow, or no? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Green Arrow. Be really cool. Then he doesn't need the dumb bow and arrow anymore. Yeah, this is lame. Let's get that out of there. His dumb, stupid bow and arrow. You know, um, <laughs> um, would you say that in the so in the comic, of course, Green Arrow and Hawkeye didn't have their own like bout. Um, they, I think there was a panel with them shooting arrows. Would you say that those two characters, Greeno and Hawkeye's stock is on the rise enough that maybe they would get their own showdown? Yeah. And I think Green Arrow would win pretty quick just because Hawkeye, the way they write him in the comic is such a, just a schlub. (laughs) Just, he's like, he's such a, he's such a fuck up that like, I think Green Arrow would be able to pull it together pretty quick. I think he'd get a couple good licks in, but, um, I think Green Arrow easily wins that one. Okay, but I would want to see it, and I think they should put it in there just for both their popularity's sake. So, uh, thinking about we were talking about who got the Iron Man armor. What about? So I know in the JLA Avengers crossover, Thor, uh, Superman not only uh, picked up Thor's hammer, but he also wielded Cap's shield. Uh, cool. Cap should get a lantern ring. That would be cool. I, I could see Cap yeah. as a as a lantern. Uh, hope or hope or um or a green or just a green lantern because he's got blue so if he wore the hope one he got the blue. blue except the blue lanterns are kind of lame yeah they suck <laughs> they're not as cool but he as spreads the other hope <laughs> he does spread hope wherever he goes um 
cool. I like I like what we got. So so far, here's what I've got listed down. All right, we've got Batman versus Iron Man, Wonder Woman versus Captain America, Superman versus Thor, Flash versus Spider Man, Harley Quinn versus Deadpool, Martian Manhunter versus Vision, Green Lantern Corps versus Guardians of the Galaxy, Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes versus Nova Sam Alexander, and then Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. I feel like we're we're running a little light on the ladies. I was thinking about Scarlet Witch. Is there a DC character? I think in the original Marvel versus DC, just like Green Arrow and Hawkeye got a panel. I think Scarlet Witch and Zatanna got a panel. But I don't know if even Zatanna, I, that kind of feels right. But also, like, Scarlet Witch is Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is kind of a powerhouse. Yeah. I would like to see that, though. Zatanna versus Scarlet Witch would be pretty cool. Um, but something did come to my head right when you were saying that. I was thinking of a crossover uh, between two characters. Between two mm. ferns, between two verns, uh, man, it's miss. It's kind of uh, escaping me right now. But it would be kind of cool seeing Bat Family versus uh, Spider Man Family with like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cassandra Kane versus like Silk, or like uh, Stephanie Brown versus like Jessica Drew, like that kind of stuff. Where it's like you kind of start pairing off p- people with similar storylines a little bit. That would be cool. And they're um, also so expand. There's so many Spider people and so many Bat people. Yeah, you, there's plenty to play around with that would be cool um i don't know if there's any cartoon characters to go up against spider ham but that's okay we'll we'll figure uh, out. bat might it could be bat might bat might um that's a good one in the chat we have hold on let me bring it up danny m says black widow and the question renee montoya and that made me want to oh. um uh suggest maybe black widow and black canary that's a cool one i did have a thought for a second deathstroke versus uh black panther um, just because they're, oh, wow. they're supposed to be like ultimate fighters, or if you sicked Deathstroke against like uh, like the Avengers, I feel like the Avengers lose. <laughs> but I would like yeah, to see Black if he's Panther able to take on the Justice League. The Avengers don't really stand much of a chance. <laughs> no, and like he's taken a punch from like Superman and, and made it. But that's when he's got like special suit, special magic suit. I'm trying to think of like, um, is there? Um, yeah, who would so? If Deathstroke is like the opposite, like the ultimate fighter versus the Black Panther ultimate fighter, who's kind of like a Black Panther equal in the DC universe? I don't know if there is necessarily. I mean, Red Lion, because he was created by uh, Priest for and there's also, Deathstroke. There's also, okay, Red Lion. There's also, um, what if Red Tool and Gwenpool teamed up? Red Tool from the Harley Quinn? Red Tool from, Red Tool is like a Deadpool pastiche that was in Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I've still, I still go back to your Gwenpool. Um, what? If, oh, there's also Bronze Tiger. Even though he his popularity is nowhere near as as high as Black Panther's is, he's also um, supposed to be one of the greatest fighters in in the um, DC universe. Uh, I like Orca. Geoforce. The- Geoforce is a prince. <laughs> There you go. True. Uh, it, he's not, uh, very popular right now in DC Comics. <laughs> um, but they did... What they set up? I was trying to remember. They had... Um, uh, Orca joined Namor's... Like, he made, like, an Avengers, but underwater, and it's all, like, water-based villains. Yeah. Throw King Shark uh, versus Namor or something like that. Like, do... Even though it'd be, like, Aquaman versus Namor, that's what you want to see, but seeing a big shark fight Namor would be pretty cool. That I'd would be, be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Ooh. I know the Thunderbolts aren't that popular right now, but who would the Suicide Squad go up against? It would have to be the Thunderbolts. Let's bring them back. The Thunderbolts are super cool. 
They are. They are. They're really, really cool. But I don't know if that like the only other equivalent. The, the only other equivalent would be um, uh, the Guardians, especially with the James Gunn directing both. No, true. That'd be cool. Man, I really hope that they do this within like the next five years. They probably, I, I don't know. You can never know with all this, especially with all the delays happening right now. It looks like comics are coming back the end of this month. Yeah, I know uh, my shop um, is starting to do um, um, roadside service. So you kind of like schedule mm-hmm. a thing and then they drop it in your trunk uh, kind of a thing. Um, so I'm, I'm considering taking advantage of that just because I miss, I miss my, you know, uh, my weekly comics and of course there's probably some sitting in my long box um that or my my not my long box my um my pull my pull file that i need to pick up it's been a while but yeah i think this would be really especially if you got the um the more we we hash some of these out i think doing a bunch a series of one-offs which I, with the because you it's as cool as it would be the grant morrison and um uh jonathan hickman example but like you said, Sam Humphreys, Donny Cates. Um, there, there's so many different creators in both uh, sandboxes right now that you'd want to see them. You know what I mean? You, you'd, it'd be cool to see their takes on stuff. You'd be, be cool to see like if Donny Cates did a Venom crossover with whoever the Venom equivalent is. Oh, and I know in the um, um, again in one of those one panel showdowns, it was Venom versus Bane. Which I actually still mm. still think might might apply. That's pretty cool. And also, could you imagine Bane with the symbiote with the Venom symbiote? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be nuts. It's like Hulk with the symbiote. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a there's a lot of room, but we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what your dream uh, teams would be. I would like to see the the trinities of both kind of going head to head, but also just like meeting with each other and just kind of mm-hmm. like having really cool takes on what those relationships would be like. Um, so, <laughs> STS2884 says Midnighter versus Nighthawk for the best Batman ripoff. Big fan of that. They both mm-hmm. get knocked out by Batman. I would like yeah. that to happen. That'd um, be a good one. <laughs> that'd be really But yeah, we want to hear from you guys. You... Let us know on the Discord and uh, you can uh, join for as low as five bucks a month and you can get all these live streams and you can join us for a game night this Friday. Uh, and keep an eye on our Twitters for more info. Sorry, DJ, what were you gonna say? The um, I don't remember. Oh no, it'd be funny if it'd be funny if uh, when the Justice League shows up, they immediately take out the what is it? The All Star Squadron? What is what is the uh, yeah. Squadron Supreme? That Justice mm-hmm. League knockoff that's in the DC universe. And I also thought it might be interesting if um, you know, of course, classic. They all fight, right? But then they have to team up to face a, a bigger villain. What if the bigger villain was the Amalgam Universe shows up and is trying to like claim supremacy over the entire multiverse and so the dc the dc and the marvel heroes have to team up to fight the amalgam characters i love that i really like that idea i want those amalgam comics back baby when they've got they've got to go talk with their mashup characters and they're like why why would we be teamed up yeah i remember one that it was always fun as a kid trying to guess who was mashed up with who especially when i was younger and i I didn't have as as an encyclopedic knowledge but like cyclops got uh fused with uh dc character the ray of course yeah so there was there was some deep cups and like rogue got fused with like shade sure yeah 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 you like you see it you, you know, sort it's of, not like the biggest sort of. stretch. Yeah, I, Speed Demon was a disappointment because it was the Flash, Etrigan, and Ghost Rider right yeah. all together. Yeah, 
That's a bit too much. That's a lot. There was another one. The person that lead there's the JLX, which was like their X Men, and that was Martian Manhunter fused with Professor X fused with I want to say like name like it was there was a third character. And you're like whoa 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 slow your roll. Three characters mm-hmm. too much. Too much. Uh, but yeah, no, gang, let us know what you think. These are a lot of fun ideas. You guys had a lot of great ideas. Big shout out to everyone in the Discord, especially Danny M. I'm going to read this off. I want to read it off just so, because he put a lot of work into it. I'm going to read it off as quickly as I can, just so he has a proper credit, because he, he did do, he put in the work here. He says, for my Marvel vs. DC show, I want to bring back The Beyonder, and it's going to be called Secret Crisis, because why not? Oh, we've been wanting that forever. Once again, The Beyonder or uh, wants to put Earth to the test, but this time he wants to do it with multiple universes, and therefore brings the Marvel and DC together and gathers the heroes and villains from both universes for a contest of champions, uh, have Olympic-type events that will determine which universe is worth saving, Flash versus Quicksilver, Feats of Strength, Superman versus Sentry, Obstacle Course uh, with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Green Arrow, and Black Canary. Uh, Real story is going to be the heroes of both Marvel and DC teaming up to save both universes. We can see uh, gods and myths, Wonder Woman, Thor, Hercules, plant-based characters, Ivy, Groot, Swamp Thing, Man-Thing, Supernatural, Constantine, Zatanna teaming up with Morbius and Blade, and Batman and the Bat Family working with the X-Men, both large groups, then revealed that the Beyonder was being manipulated by Mr. Mixie Spitalik. There we go. Boom. You wrote a long one, and I wanted to make sure you got proper credit. We appreciate you guys on our Discord, and again, you can join that over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Follow me at Sam Basher on Twitter. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. At Only Stupid Answers. You got the vowels from stupid. Bingo, bango, bongo. Thank you so much for joining us. If you were watching live, you know there were a few technical issues, but if you're just listening to this, you don't care. But anyways, thanks for supporting the show any way that you can. Stay safe out there. Uh, we're... We're in it right now, gang. But as long as we uh, we can talk with each other, have a if we can, as long as you guys have support systems out there, I think we can make it through this. Thank you for supporting us any way that you can, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye bye.